The name's Doctor. The Doctor. The security of this entire planet is at stake. Can we rely upon you? I'm not where I wanted to be, but I can work with this. What? what? I don't suppose you've seen anything weird around here. You believe this is a human? What's the plan? You trust me, don't you? Ah! Have I got to answer that? Where are we? Paris, 1943. Oh, no. Something's coming for me. I can feel it. Let it come. Because we're your mates. Family. Nothing's will get into the TARDIS. You never die. What have you brought here, Doctor? I don't know. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who. I am Kyle Jones, and we are quite possibly weeks away, maybe, sort of, probably, kind of, from the series 12 of Doctor Who, but what I do know is from this recording date of when we are recording this episode, we are days away from Thanksgiving in the U.S. This is 2019 when we are recording, so let's start off by saying to everyone listening, whether you're in the United States or not, happy Thanksgiving, whatever you're thankful for, be thankful for it, and we're thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving. And who are we? I'm Kyle Jones, if I didn't already say it before, and I want to welcome back, and this time, you know what, I'm going to say welcome back first, Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, and happy Turkey Day to all, (laughs) whenever you may be listening to this. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Also, it wouldn't be appropriate for me not to say, welcome back, Lee Shackelford. Thank you, sir. Yes, it's, uh, it is that week. It is the, the beginning of what we like to call the holiday season, which I, yeah. I always enjoy. So, because, you know, if you, if you cut through the world faiths, there are something like 26 holidays that, that fall in this time of year. So uh-huh. it really is the holiday season. It's, it's, uh, it's not just about Christmas and Dr. Christmas Who. has, we're right. And, and Christmas and Doctor Who have been, uh, you linked in for so long now that there was actually a bit of a buzz in social media today about, a confusion about Christmas. Did you did you get any of this or no? So let's be confused together. So let's just yeah. say since this is kind of timely, I would say, why yeah. don't we consider this the news? So let's get into the news. So what's the confusion of Christmas? Well, we know we now know that Doctor Who is coming back on New Year's Day, right? Assumably. Yes. Yes, yes or, I think or we at least know that. I think that's the last I heard. Well, somebody, and I think the, the the thing that I read was saying it was the Radio Times, has said that Doctor Who is coming back for Christmas time, and this sent a lot of people into a into a panic, saying it's going to be on Christmas after all. <laughs> well, and and some people said no. That same issue of Radio Times lists the program on New Year's Day. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. The problem was that they're a little more observant of the traditional Christmas in the UK than we are here. For us, Christmas starts in August. Mm. (laughs) 
And yes. as anybody who has been to any store anywhere, I mean, my little town here, we had our um, our Christmas parade downtown last Friday. Are you are you serious? Yes, the Friday before Thanksgiving, we had our yeah. Christmas parade. So yeah, that's that's sort of where we're at in America right now. But in in, in Great Britain, and it's not a hundred percent, but they do remember <laughs> the the ancient origins of this holiday, which had twelve days which began on December 25th and continued until Epiphany, until January 6th. Those are the 12 days of Christmas. It starts on December 25th. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is an idea that just is completely bizarre to us. Now, we'll sing the song, but we don't have any idea what it's generally what that's about. But so, yes, so Doctor Who is going to be is going to air on January 1st, which is christmas time so that that's what happened today it's almost like i read this article this weekend because we're recording on the 26th which is right three days after the 23rd and for mm -hmm. all of doctor who fans no 23rd of november 1963 and this was this great article i was reading this weekend and i just kind of like cringed for a second because it said Doctor Who celebrates 54 years. And I'm like, mm -hmm. wait. But how old was it? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, this is 56 years. But no, 56. it was a new article But because it, oh. it was talking about Jodie Whittaker and et cetera and so forth. Oh. But they did the math wrong. And I was like, ooh. But it was a good mm -hmm. article. I, I can now always quickly do the math in my head. Um, and I always used to say it was easy for me to always calculate because I was two years old. When uh, the, when that first episode aired, I didn't see it then, of course. But <laughs> um, my uh, bachelor party when I got married uh, yeah, a few years ago was not a wild swinging, uh, you know, drunken bacchanal, but was me and my son and my soon to be uh, brother in law and a few others uh, watching Unearthly Child. Oh, <laughs> because, because I was <laughs> because I was going to get married the next day. Awesome. So, yeah. So, and that was our seventh wedding anniversary. So, there you are. How cool is that? Yeah. And we were there talking about, you know, next year it's going to be the fiftieth anniversary. Ooh. So, so yeah, six years. Awesome. Anyway, well, you know, since we just finished with series four and literally saw the regeneration of David Tennant into Matt Smith, I found it interesting because it was kind of timely and. I'm going to give a nod to our discussing Trek co-host, Carrie Brown, who mm. sent Clarence and I this link to uh, a news article for David Tennant. He's been cast as a serial killer uh, mm. by the name of Dennis Nielsen. And yep. this is a drama that's coming to ITV. Were either of you familiar with that? Uh, yeah, I've been seeing the same announcements. And um, with the with the joke that I saw somebody make... Uh, was it Nicole, maybe? Uh, he said, this is our uh, one more attempt to try to desexualize David Tennant, and it's not, not working. working. <laughs> yeah. but, because he's, he's a, playing a pretty repellent character in this. But so far, every attempt to make him repellent. Although, well, actually, that's not true. Um, the first time um, my wife ever saw him, it was in the, one of the Harry Potter movies where he turns out to be uh, Barty Crouch Jr., and uh, she can't. She'll look away from the screen. She can't. She can't look at him because he's so repugnant. But anyway, hey. I can't believe that's David Tennant. Yeah. Clarence, what did you think of him and Jessica Jones? 
uh, playing well, Kilgrave, the yeah, yeah. controlling, mind controlling guy who had <laughs> Jessica do very horrendous things. Yes. Yeah, it was a little bit out of norm for, mm-hmm. for our, what we know of him, I guess. But, you know, he's played a vast array of characters and he played Kilgrave very well, mind you. So, yeah, I think this new role fits right in line with what he likes to do. He likes to play, seems like, from what I've seen, he likes to play off the wall characters from time to time. And, you know, <laughs> this might be one yes. of them. That's right. Off the wall. Is yeah, I mean, in Good Omens, he is a literal demon. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's just fabulous. And, uh, and you know, uh, for, in the, the first year of Broadchurch, he, uh, Alec is just terrible. Just <laughs> he, he seems to be good at what he's doing, but he's falling apart. And he's just brutal to his partner. And it's like, <laughs> Does this guy have any redeeming qualities? <laughs> so, but but you know, what is so cool to me about David Tennant, and this is, and there's probably a, Lee, you'll have to help me here, there's probably a category or a label you give this type of actor, but I could take his version of the Doctor, and I could take his character on Broad Church, and I could take his character on Jessica Jones and good omens, et cetera, and put them all on screen together and still mm-hmm. feel like they were individual characters, not the Absolutely. same person playing them. That's right. Yeah, no, you call that being a character actor, ah, uh, okay. which, which sounds like it sounds redundant, but it, but it has come to mean somebody who specializes in playing these um, uh, unforgettable roles. Um, they're not going to be run of the mill people, and and it's and it's rare. It's you you have to be able to sort of slide into the skin of people who are very different from you to do that. Um, and uh, I always admire. Yeah, I still say my favorite living actor, if, even for all the fine actors we know. I just love Robert Duvall because because of exactly that. He very carefully has chosen over his career to never play the same kind of person twice. And so the range of his characters is just mind-boggling. So, you know, David Tennant is trying to build that kind of legacy for himself as well, and he's, he's doing it. So True, true, true. Well, since we are talking literally about Series 12, one thing I saw in the news this week that I think you guys might find interesting, they listed a list of writers that had been announced for Series 12. And without mentioning the ones that are new, I will mention the three that are remaining other than Chibnall from last year, one of which was Ed Heim, who wrote It Takes You Away. The other, and I'm going to butcher these names, so let me preface that before I say it, Pete McTie, who wrote Kerblam, and I think you Mm. will both enjoy this one, Vinay Patel, who wrote yeah. Demons of the Punjab. Punjab, yeah. So what do you guys think? Clarence, why don't you go first? What do you think of these three writers returning? Happy and different? What you think? Mm, wow. Well, I guess I'm supposed to have something brilliant to say here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. What do you guys think? I really don't comment, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not familiar with their back catalog of work other than what we've seen last season. So maybe you guys can enlighten me. That's right. We, we, we know those episodes and there's always a lot of different hands on these scripts. Anyway, I, what it makes me think of is how much I loved, um, the doctor's wife, which we'll get to in our, as we continue to look at the 11th doctor shows. And, you know, there was a part of me that came away from that saying, well, of course that was brilliant. It's Neil Gaiman, you know? And then I heard that he was going to write another doctor who, and, um, he did. (laughs) 
And we don't talk I, about that one. We don't talk about that one, you know. So the simple fact that it's Neil Gaiman doesn't mean that it's going to be brilliant and that everybody's going to love it. I'm sure that that episode has, you know, its fans too, but I'm just not one of them. Um, the writer of Demons of the Punjabs coming back, uh, good, but, hmm, you know, we'll see. See, my reasoning for asking that question, and Clarence, you kind of said it perfectly, you know, without having, and that's why I asked you first, was because your reaction was my reaction. And while I'm a little bit more optimistic about Series 12 after this trailer, I still don't have that excitement that I had with RTD and with Stephen Moffat when I saw the trailers. And even with, you know, and we had many of the same writers returning. So seeing this new set of writers every season, I don't know if that's a good way to go. I'm not saying it's a bad way to go. I'm just saying I don't know if it's a good way to go. Thoughts? Anybody? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, those are from half of the crowd's reaction <laughs> to last season. <laughs> you know, maybe bringing in fresh blood is the way to go. Um, mm. I'm going to assume, and I'm not even going to do a spoiler warning this time, because it was a one-minute trailer, and... If you're listening to this and it's this episode entitled Speculation for Series 12, chances are you've already seen this. So no spoilers this time. But having said that, spoilers. guys, you've seen it. So, Lee, why don't you take it first? What did you think initial thoughts of this trailer? Oh, it's it's thrilling. I, I just I just think there's so many um Great action beats in it, and uh, and you know you laugh, you cry, and it's all just. Um, I just thought it was all delightful. It holds such promise. Um, trailers, of course, can sometimes be made up of the only good things from a movie or a TV show or whatever. So we may be seeing packed into one minute all of the things that we would like the whole series to be about. <laughs> you know, so you never know, but it, it certainly is. I thought it looked very promising. What about you? Mm. So for me, uh, and I gotta stop saying that. I always say that a lot. So for me, but, <laughs> well, but for my opinion, my opinion yeah. is if I were to compare this with the last trailer, the last trailer was more of this swelling song of, you know, we're going to do it all again or whatever the song was. And it was less on the contents of the story and more on this change that was coming and and true enough that was embodying what was going on with doctor who this one though i did like seeing the snippets of action i liked seeing and i know we'll get into it in a minute but i love seeing the doctor wearing something else other than the doctor's outfit or costume right now i liked that it seemed darker and you know it Mm -hmm. just didn't seem so and I'm not saying last season was whimsical by any means, but it just the tone felt different to me. So, Clarence, what it, about you? What do you think? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can remember last trailer, but this one felt fun, and I think that's what I'm gathering out of it the most. Um, a few scenes in there I know we're going to talk about that I found pretty intriguing. Uh, some CG things as well as a plane, which I think we'll talk about later, but. But yeah, it, it seems like it's fast paced and exciting. Um, the vineyard, you know, it is a lot going on in this, in this little short, short snippet. 
which is funny. It, there was a lot of buildup for this trailer. They released the teaser for the trailer, and then we finally got this. So, <laughs> as well as the announcement of you know some of the people that are going to be featured this season. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It got me very excited, and then you know, along with news of when it might come out. I think they're trying to trickle this news out here and, and get us all amped up for, you know, when it finally does drop. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Cool, cool, cool. So I want to mention something that I found really interesting is this different version of the doctor's costume that I wish was her new going <laughs> forward costume. It's the still the shorter pants, still the, you know, the boots. But she had the bow tie. She had, she almost looked like she had one of the 11th Doctor's bow ties and a jacket that was very reminiscent of Captain Jack. Oh, uh, hmm. Cause what I'd seen was a, a gray, uh, almost like a frock coat with the. But didn't he, uh, but didn't he wear one of those one time? Maybe? Hmm. Well, he, he has a, um, uh, a sort of Air Force uniform, but the coat is longer than his ah, standard okay. issue. So. So it would have the same silhouette as what we had seen there, but um, if you if you look at how everybody else is dressed, uh, uh, then it's clear that they are all dressed up for something. Yeah, and this is a, yeah, exactly. So this is a fancy party of some kind. So this is so we're going to see the doctor's best togs, which are also weird looking, but it, they, at least they have a bow tie. <laughs> so uh, I yeah. I had the same thought. I said, "Oh, new costume!" Oh no, because Graham's wearing a <laughs> Graham's all dressed up too. No, no, okay. Um, so too bad, but you know, you never know. So I couldn't help but think in watching that opening scene. I was like, "Yeah, somebody here has been watching the Picard trailer a few times because you've got <laughs> the vineyard out there and you got all this action. Somebody's trying to yeah. like uh, fly on <laughs> Picard's coattail." I wonder. That's yeah. that's a coincidence, but it's a but it's, <laughs> but it's a lovely one. Yeah, and and it's one of two scenes in this trailer where we see the TARDIS in some pretty cool places. We see it sitting in his vineyard, and we see it on a beach, uh, which reminded me of something else we've seen before. So, hmm. yes, yes, I thought that too. And the thing of Doctor, what have you brought here? Isn't isn't yeah. that the word that's behind that? Ah, boy, you got me. I think so. Yeah, it's no. like, Doctor, what have you brought here? Yeah. And we mm. see this Cyberman, and I'm mm -hmm. curious to know what you guys thought about this Cyberman that we saw. It very much had the rusted look, <laughs> like it's been withering away somewhere, if mm -hmm. we're thinking about the same scene. So, yep. yeah, I wonder what's going on with that. <laughs> it's mm. interesting that it, it makes me realize that I always like our um, – robot and cyborg um, characters in Doctor Who when we see them being weathered somehow, like the Dalek in Dalek that's obviously been through it. And um, yeah. and this one has got pieces missing and that kind of stuff. I, I wonder why I like that so much. <laughs> I guess it because it, it means that they don't look quite so much like toys. They don't look they just come off the shelf. <laughs> but they look like something real. And uh, so I like that. Um, and did we see any Daleks in this in this trailer? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, it's funny because I had remarked to myself on the fact that we saw the Jadoon and we heard them and we, we saw this glimpse of a Cyberman. I'm watching it again right now. There's, there's the Jadoon and somebody who at first I thought was the Empress of the Rachnos, but, uh, many other people on social media have pointed out that it, it, it isn't. She doesn't have enough eyeballs. 
So, but maybe a distant cousin, maybe. Yeah, some kind of a relative. <laughs> because one of the next things we see is something that I thought was a, a some kind of a spider creature, but on freeze framing it, I see it's got a it's it's a, it's a scorpion. scorpion look. Yes. Yeah. So seeing this lone Cyberman made me think, and whenever I was watching it, what if we see with this a return, or for the first time maybe, of a single Cyberman and kind of mirroring what we saw in resolution. So what do you guys think of that? Would that be interesting? It could be, yes. I mean, we we demonstrated that one Dalek is is worth telling a story about, so why not one Cyberman? Mm, Good point. Good point. Yeah. Agreed. What is your speculation of things that might happen this season, either on what you've read, on what you've seen, on what your gut feeling is telling you <laughs> what do you think might happen this season clarence i'm gonna ask you for what oh man <laughs> gut feeling whenever i said that what was the first thing that came to your mind i have no idea maybe that's a good thing <laughs> maybe i don't know i mean if if i'm just where to judge off of some of the things that we're seeing in this trailer there's a scene in here very reminiscent of um is it Bad Wolf Bay? Um, yes. There, there's a scene in here where somebody's trying to break into the TARDIS, like mm-hmm. come through the door, which I thought was pretty interesting. So I think the thing for me is I don't know what to expect. So that's the fun thing about it. And also, I mean, I think one of the things we harped on last season was the um, the the the, um, the lack of having some of the classic villains appear with the exception of the, the New Year's special. So I think from the trailer, it looks like we're going to get some of the classic villains as, as we talked about with the Cybermen as well as Jadoon. So, yeah, I think I'm amped for bringing in a little bit more of the old and mixing it with this new flavor that we have and, you know, see what this actual <laughs> space for all thing they kind of touted before this trailer actually means. So I'm, 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 I'm excited about it. All right. Lee Shackelford. I forgot about the that poster that's the poster sneak with the slogan space Period. for all. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it sounds like space <laughs> in the sense of room enough. Is that how you read that? Or, I mean, I know it's supposed to be cryptic, but yeah, I kind of read it as like, are they redoing the interior of the TARDIS or, mm-hmm. or, or is that just a huge inclusion thing that, you know, since we had the slew of diversity come in with the last uh, season, is that we're going to get, we want more of that as far as maybe the fan base or even with some of the shows, the writers or whatever that we're seeing uh, this season. So I don't know. I'm not well, sure. <laughs> the UK and the US are, are you know, are, are, are some of our, our hotspot political issues right now are about um, immigration and about is there room enough for everybody? And that's sort of what I thought that maybe somehow we're talking about that. Uh, and the, it's not just the slogan, but the art also showed the doctor's coat spread wide and the, and it, it, it blends out into the background color of the poster. So it's like she's opening her cloak and her, her, her coat and uh, taking us all in. Mm. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a very, um, Provo- intellectually provocative, emotionally provocative image. It's, it's, it does what a poster like that's supposed to do. It, make, it makes you say, I wonder what that means, <laughs> you know? So you, so you get people talking about it like we're doing, but, but I, I agree with Clarence. The, the trailer promises us, 
I, I want to say that it feels like to me like it promises everything that we liked about season eleven and a lot of things that we've liked about you know and that's a good thing. <laughs> the ship. Yeah. Plus things that we've liked since 1963. So yeah, let's, you know, um, okay. And there's also this, this cryptic line. And I, this is another thing that I feel like that has been tossed out there to, to get people talking, but we have this one moving shot and everything is very cool and blue inside the TARDIS, which is usually bright gold. And the doctor looking pensive, she's turned, she's got her back turned to whoever she's talking to. And she says, something's coming for me. Interesting. So, so here's going to be some speculation. So, I think it's been announced, I saw in, uh, some article this week, that Chibnall has announced that he will be back for the Series 13. But I've not heard in this article that Chibnall is saying that he and Jodie Whittaker would be back for 2013. Hmm. I mean, for, you know, for not 2013, yeah. for, but for the series 30s. 13. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I think she's leaving, but when you said what you just did about the blue and something's coming and I'm trying to think, what can I speculate about? Well, mm-hmm. we do see a scene in the trailer where Yaz is crying and they look like she and Ryan, it's she and Ryan sitting next to each other. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking watching that is one of them not coming back, meaning Graham. Or does that mean that they know the doctor is fixing a chain? Perhaps. Right. right. I could definitely see us losing a companion or, you know, not literally die, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, maybe, maybe go they, back home. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening um, this season. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, you made me think of Mandy Gill. She she uh, I can't wait to see her next season, too. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sort of. um a step framing through the trailer now on my computer. And, um, and one of the things I just landed on was a shot of her in front of a police station, which could mean anything, but she is a copper. So, um, interesting. It makes you wonder what, what that's about. And you know, what's interesting that I find we, since we've been doing this podcast, this is the third time we've had the opportunity since we've been recording to do speculation episodes. Mm. And, what I find interesting about Chibnall's storytelling style is if we were to go back and listen to our speculation series 10, speculation even uh, with series 11, because we were thinking of what's going to happen with, you know, having a female doctor, but not knowing all these things. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't have that much to speculate about with this, it seems like, mm-hmm. because I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like we're struggling to find things to speculate about. And I think that's valid if it is, but am I just feeling that? No, I think that's fair. I mean, we've uh, a trailer, and it is more of a teaser still. It's a one-minute teaser than, than a, a proper trailer. We, it doesn't tell us anything about story, really, or relationship. It's just a, um, a lot of exciting interconnected glimpses. So, you know, we don't really have a lot to go on. Um, there is a quick shot of Stephen Fry, and we hear his voice. And I'm reminded of what I said about uh, David Suchet being on the show, that very often they, it seems to me like since 2005, the series has had the opportunity to bring in, bring in a ringer, you know, to have uh, somebody who is extremely well-known um, 
performer of some kind from outside in the rest of the world, and they get squandered. And I always thought that was odd. I mean, I, I thought that was a very poor use of David Suchet, for example. Mm. Um, or even worse than that, Olivia Coleman. Or, yeah, that's mm. right. <laughs> Boy, does she have her moment that comes and goes. <laughs> it's it's an unforgettable moment, but still. But, you know, uh, so I, uh, there's a part of me that says, hooray, Stephen Fry is going to be in this. But really, what we've been taught is that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Clarence, I want to ask you, there is a scene that we see of this vehicle driving in front of this Coliseum-looking uh, something in the desert or something or the other. Any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, that reminded me of Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, slightly. Slightly of the dome. Oh, yeah, it's the dome, dome city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Probably not related, but it did kind of remind me of that a little bit. <laughs> no, that's uh, the, the, that's cool. I I like the the dome. You know, it actually looks like a big coliseum. But, but again, we don't know what planet, if it's a planet, if it's Earth planet or what it might be. Well, it made me think of the big buildings that we saw in Smile. Ah, uh, which Yeah. Which I, I yeah. thought for sure were very clever creations of CGI, but they're not. That's a real place that they went to film. Wow. <laughs> so I looked at that and thought, well, there can't possibly. Well, yeah. Wasn't it in Spain? I think? It's in Spain. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know anything about this, but. Mm. But, yeah. you know, it's funny. We know where those buildings were for Series 10, but we don't know yet exactly when this is airing other than January the 1st. And in a way for us, because we're right at the holidays, it's put me in a conundrum of I don't want to get into series five and be halfway through it. And then so do you guys think that we're going to get like the week after New Year's? Are we going to get another episode or are we what? What What do you think? Did I not read somewhere that we'd have a follow-up episode the next week uh, and then the series would start. Did I not read this one? <laughs> Maybe I'm making it up. <laughs> it it but, sounds well, good to me. The The last screen, the last bit of art in this trailer says coming early 2020. If they just mean the first episode, that seems like that would be um, I don't know. The, the, sh surely there'd be rioting in the streets. Yeah. True. true, true they true. must mean the series is coming in early 2020. True. Sure. True. So let me ask you guys a question. If I were to ask you, what do you want to say? We've kind of been speculating, but if I were to ask you, if you had a wish list of some things that you want to see happen in Series 12, what would you want to see happen? What would make you as a Whovian, as a watcher of Doctor Who, what would make you happy? Either one of you, go for it. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence will fall. Um. <laughs> I don't I know. I think a, I, <laughs> I need a minute to get my mind out of the gutter. So, uh -oh. just, uh, <laughs> no, I think I said last time that um, I wanted to see Captain Jack or some, maybe some new Who character that we haven't seen in a while come back. I, I would love to see that, though. With the, you know, we have a pretty big cast right now, so I don't really see that happening. So, that would be my wish if I had, you know, just, just, you know, pipe dream. <laughs> see Captain Jack show up. That would be awesome. Yeah. Lee, what do you think? Well, I'd like that too. Um, we're, we're, 
I think a lot of us are still wishing that we could somehow see um, the 13th Doctor trying to figure out how to navigate River Song, but um, <laughs> just trying to figure out how to, how to do that. But um, I think that story has been told. I, I want to see more of an action-adventure format than I think we had last year. And I think that what I want to see in these in these upcoming episodes is really more what I want to hear that as we've been going back through these the the last the 10th doctor episodes and the first you know then we did the 11th hour i'm just so uh reminded how much of new who is murray gold and i i respect bringing on another composer and I respect that composer's uh, integrity and right to take the musical direction of the show, uh, you know, in a very different, uh, along in a very different path. But I, but I am missing it. I'm missing the the kind of um, connectivity. Well, I don't, mean, I don't mean to jump in, but maybe keep going. I'm sorry, I, 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 I missed your train of thought. No, I, I because I think that's a very interesting thought. I I do feel that what. Um, Help me with the man's name. Is that, is that Segan Akinola? Segan Akinola, yes. Yeah. Um, I feel that what he's doing is that he's getting down into the hearts of these characters and to sort of the, the sensitivity or the, I don't know, the fragility of some of these stories. And so his music is a little more contemplative. And it's not traditional MCU kind of scoring. It doesn't sound like John Williams or, or Wagner or you know, whoever. So I, in a way, I like the fact that it's now something different. But, and I'm wondering if I'm just gotten uh, spoiled, if I'm just narrow-minded. But boy, I miss Murray Gold's scores. Okay. I really. So yeah, I, I guess I just wish there was more of that kind of. I wanted to sound more like The Incredibles, is what I'm saying. So let me ask you, Clarence. <laughs> do you notice that big of a difference in the music? Uh, I don't think this is a question for me. I'm I'm never really that um, hyped or amped or uh, attentive to the musical tones of Doctor Who. Uh, I think you guys kind of... Maybe not yeah, consciously. That's true. That's true. But I do think that's kind of more you guys' forte than mine. Uh, but I will say this season did sound different. I wouldn't say bad different, but just different. We got some wonderful things uh, like the... Um, uh, the Demons of the Punjab version of uh, the Who theme, which I thought was uh, fantastic. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 So we're we're getting things that are just different. And again, not bad different, but you know, if you're used to uh, what we had before, um, it does strike a different tone. Yeah. And you know, I think I'll go somewhere in the middle of that. And I do like his rendition. Even yes, I do like the Demons of the Punjab uh, uh, rendition. But I also like his arrangement of the going back to the very, very, very beginning arrangement and doing mm-hmm. something on it that makes it haunting. I, I think he did a that's true too. Brilliant, brilliant job of that. That being said, if you were to ask me, what is Ryan's theme? What is Jazz's theme? What is mm-hmm. Graham's theme? What is the doctor's theme? Well, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. But if you were to tell me, I guarantee you, if you were to, you know, (laughs) 
you know, exactly. I, oh, that's the 11th doctor that, right. you know, and the 10th doctor had his, and even in being meta with, you know, I'm going to go back to Clara, for example, she had her own unique theme so much so that when he is spoilers in the, um, diner and he's playing his guitar he's playing <laughs> he plays Claire's, Claire's theme. theme you know and to to me that made that scene almost well, all the much more emotional hearing Claire's theme about Clara well well let me ask you this is that is part of that because we've sat with those episodes and those uh that music for so long versus now this is all fresh and new Yes. Do you know? Can you tell me Bill's theme? I mean, <laughs> I right? Exactly. Me, yeah. Good so, point. Uh, yeah, and, no, and I actually, I, I can. But yeah, <laughs> but but I think you're exactly right, Clarence. Is that, that and that's sort of why I was struggling to say I don't know if this is fair or not because you can't compare something new to something that's been around for years. They're they're, they're always going to be two different things. And yeah, I I know all of those motifs starting from from Rose, but it's because I've heard them a hundred times. <laughs> And uh, I haven't, or a thousand, but I haven't sat down with any of the the scores that, that um, by Sigan Akinola, and so you know, of course, I don't know them as well. But I, I still have the feeling that that's because they're not as memorable, and not all cinematic. You know, I'm using that in the broadest sense of the word. Not all cinematic music has to be memorable. You don't have to go. Maybe the the showrunners this last year did not want people to go away whistling. Doctor Who, they wanted them to remember what what happened and what it was about and who was in it. But so it's just different. And you know, the idea that that characters or a location have to have a musical motif. I mean, that comes from opera, and it's something that uh, our generation, if I may say, we've been taught that meticulously by John Williams. Yeah. You know, the, we need a Princess Leia theme, and we need a Luke theme, and we need a Imperial March slash Darth Vader, you know, that we, that we'll always recognize and we'll know it when we hear it. Yeah. But, 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 but that doesn't mean that's the only way to do it. And if, and if, and if Segan is going to do something different, you know. Yeah. And and to that point of timing and and what's been around longer that you have more time to sit with, like, I I don't think I can tell you Ray's theme or the First Order's theme, but that's a good point. I know but, the rest of but it. I know it's there. <laughs> but I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good. Good point. So, what yeah. would you, if you don't mind me asking, what do you not, capital N O T, want to see happen <laughs> in series twelve? Don't want to see the same title sequence. <laughs> <laughs> but the colonoscopy, the colonoscopy title sequence, is not. I just yeah. please the pul- no, no, the pulsating colonoscopy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, one of the things that we can, that is clear through the trailer is that we're in the same TARDIS interior. So, you know, love it or hate it. You know, I, th- I think that one of the things that would help me to like this, this TARDIS interior better is if we get to see, uh, ironically, if we get to see more of it, <laughs> because it feels to me like they're all stuck inside the, the crystal thing there. And the, yeah, you know, yeah. For the anniversary, I, I watched, of course, Unearthly Child again, as I do every November 23rd. And, and I was, I was reminded that the that they really went all out in the original TARDIS to to knock you out with this with what happens when regular people come inside and go holy you know that, that you can see that it goes off in all directions from the control center and that's something they would even give up um, as that as the original series went on they would they would actually make the control room smaller 
But to begin with, it clearly had little open areas that you could go out of, and there's a glass wall, and you can see things through the other side of the glass wall, and all those things. It's just, yeah, and, and it, it seems funny to me that we've moved away from that now, that, that it actually feels a little claustrophobic in there to me. Interesting. All right, Clarence, do you have anything that you would say you would not want to see happen? Slitheen, possibly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, something I do not want to see. I uh, hope it don't want to see it suck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. um, you know what? I, I, I think, I mean, just more of, I guess, a meta thing. I, I, I would love to see more fan buy-in. Um I think where I'm at right now with Doctor Who is the same place I'm at currently with, we just mentioned a minute ago, Star Wars. I just want to have a good season that can appeal to the new and the old fans. Everybody can have a buy-in to it and actually enjoy it and can walk away saying, okay, I'm happy. <laughs> That's kind of what I want. I mean, I, I just kind of want the fan base to come together, you know, and we're never going to agree on everything. But, you know, as far as seeing a, a vast majority of the fan base uh, really start to enjoy what's happening a little bit more. Um, I mean, you, Kyle, you can attest as we went to several conventions and talked about the, the last season. Um, and, you know, Lee, as you scour the Internet, <laughs> the forums like we did last season, you know, <laughs> that's right. Um, it would it would be nice to see a consist consensus uh, among the the Hoobians that you know you got we're, we're on a good trajectory here. My response don't, to that don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> so my response, <laughs> my response to what you just said, Clarence, is for Star Wars, Mandalorian, and spoiler, spoiler, squee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever I saw spoiler, spoiler. It was like, I have to have a spoiler, spoiler. And, uh, I <laughs> still want a spoiler, I thought spoiler. You would. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, my inside dope tells you, fear not. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can have all the opportunities to get one and of And trust me, I, I promise you, this is the first time since I was probably 1983 age, 10 years old, that I was like, I won't, I won't, I won't Star Wars toy. I got to have Star Wars toy. So, blank, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. And what is not a spoiler, I guess, is I didn't say what I do not want to see. And what, what I don't want to see is don't blank with continuity. If mm. Don't go back and mess with continuity. If you do that, I'm not going to be happy. And Interesting. I don't know why I feel that way, but, but I just have this bad feeling. And I hope I'm wrong. I, but just don't blank with continuity and I will be happy. So is is that a feeling that you've ever had before in who? No. And even whenever we had a moment where, you know, somebody said what I did, I did without choice in the name of peace and sanity. I was I, I learned to be fine with that. But don't mess with continuity, and I don't know why I have this bad feeling. And I, and, and it's I I think it was it, it well I know I I think I just figured it out. There was a statement that Chibnall made, and maybe this is just clearly a marketing ploy of something you do when you're trying to market and get people to watch something. But mm -hmm. you you claim that the first episode, this New Year's Day episode 
is the biggest in all of Doctor Who history. <laughs> yeah, they did say that, didn't they? Or they said this is the biggest season or something. Why something would you like say that? that? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what biggest means. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're going to a different aspect ratio. So everybody buy a new TV set because this is going to be the biggest Doctor Who. I don't know. But I, I wondered, Kyle, if you are responding consciously or unconsciously to a rumor that somebody started propagating on the anniversary that um, in this next season, we were going to learn that what we have always thought of as the first doctor was not the first doctor. Okay, I have not heard that. Yeah. Okay, if they go there, that, 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 then, 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 can't compete. Cup, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I can't even make the words for it. No, yeah, no. just road. No. No, I agree because, uh, you know, for any number of reasons, uh, just, no, that, that is a fixed point in time. Yeah. <laughs> if ever there was one, huh? Yeah. It's not only what we've always known since 1963, but, but we actually saw Clara egging him on to steal the TARDIS. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. I don't know. <laughs> All righty. So I think this pretty much wraps it up. So I have one final question. And my final question is, where else might you be found on the Internet? And Clarence, I'll start with you. Where else might you be found? Uh, you can find me on the forums or group on our Facebook group, which is the Discussing Network Facebook group, which you can find by going to facebook.com slash groups and searching for Discussing Network where we talk about this show, other shows we do, and just general geek stuff. Cool. Lee Shackelford, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm in a season now where instead of pointing people to relativitypodcast.com, I'm pointing them towards wifi sci-fi.org. Uh, by the time this episode gets out, our Indiegogo campaign will be over in its first phase, and we will be entering phase two, three, two. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, because at this moment, our goal was $5,000. At this moment, we have something like $6,800. So we're at 130% nice. or something like that of our, uh, of our fundraising. And so we are going to end the perks that we offered for round one and come up with new and different perks. So dum, dum, um, dum. yeah, interesting. So everybody who is uh, hip to the six, I say six amazing science fiction podcasts that uh, comprise Wi-Fi sci-fi, uh, check that out. Wi-Fi sci-fi.org. And since I'm talking about it, I will mention that, um, one of those six is Oz Nine, which uh, which uh, Kyle and I are big big fans. It's not my fault. And, uh, it's not my fault. And uh, at this moment, Oz Nine is in the top five on Apple's uh, comedy playlist. Wow, which, interesting. Which must have a thousand comedy shows. And right now they are number four. Which yeah, all of us who try to get up in those ranks are agog. So, but that, wow. that tells you, that tells you uh, something about Oz nine anyway. Yes. And they have a notorious French assassin <laughs> named La Bichon Frise. <laughs> and I would probably be assassined by someone if I did not also, cause I almost actually, I kind of did get in trouble for uh, saying that La Bichon Frise was my favorite assassin. Yeah. So the albatross kind of like called me out. So, 
Uh, I will say that both of my favorite assassins are on that. Very wise. Yeah, don't mess with the albatross. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. don't mess with the albatross. (laughs) Uh, But definitely listen to Oz 9 because it is fantastic. Totally love it. And that's going to be my parting gift is go listen to Oz 9. Go listen to Relativity. (laughs) Go listen to Discussing Trek, Discussing Comics, and all of our stuff. And last but not least, we wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving, and we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?